there and I will. Psalms 149. Psalms 149 in verse 6. Anybody know the day that we are in, we need to be have these in our mind. I'm going to preach this morning on the subject of having a loaded mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. Did you hear me? I got my mouth loaded, and I'll tell you what this means right here. Now, you'll, you'll get it from the verse. I got my mouth loaded, and I got a two-edged sword in my hand. Psalms 149, verse 6. Here's where the heart of my message I'll read underneath there too. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people, to bind the kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. The heart of my message right there is in verse 6. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house. We thank you for another day, dear God, to come before you, dear Lord, and break the word. And we ask for your anointing, and we ask for your spirit to be in here today, Father. We pray, God, Lord, for you to just have your way this morning. Have your anointing, dear God, to flow in here, dear God. Lord, we just praise you, dear God, Lord. And we just exalt you, dear God, and we give you the glory, dear God, and we give you the praise, Father, for it all. In that precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen and amen. I, I recently seen a little thing about, from a letter from a missionary out in the jungles of New Ghana, writing to his friends at home. It caught the it catches the nature of the spiritual warfare. His letter went like this. Man, is it great to be in the thick of the fight, to draw the old devil's heaviest guns, to have him at you with depression, discouragement, slander, and disease. He won't waste his time on a lukewarm bunch. He hits good and hard when a fellow is hitting him. You can always measure the weight of your blow by the one that you get back uh, when you're on your back with fever and at your and your last ounce of strength uh, when some of your converts backslide uh, when you learn that your most promising inquiries are only fooling when your mail gets uh, held up and some don't bother to answer your letter is it the time to put on the morning uh, no sir that is the time uh, that we to pull out all the stops uh, and to begin to shout uh, hallelujah the old fellas getting it in the neck uh, and hitting back uh, heaven is leaning over uh, the battlements and watching uh, will he stick with it uh, and as he, they see who is with us uh, as they see the unlimited resources uh, and the boundless resources and the impossibility of failure how disgusted and the sad that the enemy must run away uh, glory to God today that we're not going to run away uh, but we're going to stand uh, how many know this morning the church of Jesus Christ it ain't a time to be running away this morning. Amen. How many know it ain't a time to be shutting up? Amen. How many know it ain't a time to be running from the devil? How many know the 
devil's been hitting hard, but we're not running away. Did you hear me? We're not backing down. Anybody going to say we're not backing down this morning? Some of you need to say I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down this morning. Why? Because the Bible tells us that we got to in this day that we must stand. Amen? How many know we must stand and we must be on guard and we must stand against the powers of darkness in Romans 13 and 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand and let us therefore cast off the work of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. The idea here in Romans 13 is new clothing is to be put on on like new armor. The idea is the same in Ephesians chapter 6. The Christian is being as a soldier being on watch and waiting for the daybreak and one must be equipped with the arms of heavenly proof careful not to sleep on the post and not to get themselves into in the reverie of any deeds of shame such as under dark and under the cover of darkness how many know this morning what we got to put on is we got to put on the armor this morning amen we got to put on the armor of light what I'm telling you we've walked in the darkness so long the church is looking more like the world instead of the light amen we've got the armor of evening have walking in the armor of darkness instead of the armor of light I want you to know this morning that if we're in Christ we don't walk in darkness amen how many know if we're in Christ we walk in light this morning how many know that we got to put on that armor of light today how many know that the Bible still teaches holiness amen how many know the Bible still teaches separation how many know the Bible still teaches come out and be ye separate said the Lord of hosts and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you I'm telling you today it's time that the church of Jesus Christ quit running and begin to take a stand did you hear what I'm telling you I'm telling you it's time we put on our armor and tell the devil we ain't backing down amen we need to tell the world we ain't backing down we need to tell the enemies out there we're not shutting up if the church of Jesus Christ don't take a stand in this last day who will if the Pentecostal churches won't take a stand who will did you hear me I'm telling you this morning it's time for the church to get up and take a stand it's time for the church to say I've had enough of this evilness I'm going to stand up and I'm going to preach against it I'm going to stand against it and I'm going to call it for what it is amen how many know we're in a wilderness? And in the wilderness, there's got to be a voice of one that is crying in the wilderness. Give you something. John the Baptist was the one crying in the wilderness, wasn't he? He was the voice of crying repentance. He was the voice of crying repentance. Did you hear me? How many know we're in the wilderness? The wilderness of this world. How many know this world's a wilderness? Hello? Hello? This world is a wilderness. Amen? This world is a wilderness. And just as John the Baptist was a forerunner for the coming of the Christ, 
the first time, how many know he was the forerunner of Jesus? Anybody know that? That John was the forerunner of Jesus? How many know this morning that the church is the forerunner of Christ coming again? Amen? And if we're the forerunner of him coming again, don't you think it's time we start preaching repentance again? Amen? Don't you think it's time we start preaching against sin again? Amen? Don't you think we start start preaching against sins of the flesh and sins of the heart? again. Amen. What I'm telling you this day is if you want to walk in darkness, you're not walking in the light. Amen. Hello. Did you hear what I'm telling you? I'm telling you in this day, we got to have a church who needs to quit worrying about offending somebody and get worrying about preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to have an attitude that says, I'm not going to kiss you into hell, but I'm going to offend you out of it. Did you hear what I'm telling you? I'm not here for a popularity contest. Did you hear me? I'm not here to be number one most popular in Fulton County. I'm not here to be accepted by everybody. I'm here for for a mission. I'm here for a purpose and that is declare the word of Jehovah God. I am here to declare sin is sin and the soul that sinneth shall die. Did you hear me? I'm here to declare that sin is sin. I'm telling you today what God called wrong then, he still calls wrong now. But people say because I'm under grace I've got a license of sin. That's not what the scriptures says. Hello! How many know Paul addressed that in the Romans, to the Roman church? They had some believers that said, people there that said because that we are under grace, we can do whatever we want to, live however we want to, shack up, sleep together, drink whatever we want to, and everything gonna be alright. That's not what Paul said. He said, shall we continue to live under sin that grace may abound? He said, said, God forbid not. Let me tell you, the Bible tells us who, if you walk in darkness, if you walk in darkness, there is no light in you. Amen. Oh, y'all sleep on me. I'm telling you, maybe I'm going to put some firecrackers in here to wake you up here in a little bit. Amen. I should have stopped down and got me some Roman candles and shot them out. Get you awake a little bit in here. I'm telling you today, if the, if the church don't preach sin, how can somebody come to repentance? Amen? If they don't preach repentance, how can somebody hear? Amen? Can I tell you right now? I'm telling you, the Bible says, you must be born again. What repentance means, it means that it's a complete turnaround. I'm not going to the honky-tonk on Friday night and think I can come into the house of God and shout on Sunday morning and everything's going to be all right. Amen? You get what I'm telling you today. Sin is sin in the eyes of God. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Sin will condemn you to hell. Did you hear me? Sin will separate you from your walk with God. It will separate you from fellowship with God. Paul was telling us in Romans 13 that as believers, we need to get dressed in the armor of light. Do you know what? I'll get to there here in a minute. But I'm telling you, today that Christ is expected
expecting the church to storm the gates of hell. He's expecting us to stand up and take a stand against these things and say, I've had enough. I'm not backing down. I'm willing to fight. Amen. I'm willing to wage war. Amen. I'm willing to get on my knees and cry out to God. Did you hear what I'm telling you? I'm telling you it ain't time to back down. It's time to declare. Thus said the Lord. It's time for the church to stand up and declare the whole counsel of God. Declare repentance in this last day. That armor is meant for battlement. It is meant for conflict, if you will. That armor of light is meant for conflict. If you think you're going to walk through this world without conflict, you got other things are coming. Amen? You think you're going to walk around here without having any battles and think you're going to skirt yourself into heaven? You got another thing coming. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you right here, the Bible teaches a combat. It teaches a war, if you will. Let me tell you, it is time for some believers to put on the armor of light and to begin to take a stand like they did in the pea patch, if you will. In 2 Samuel 23 and 12, but he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines. Shema stood in the midst of the ground and defended the land from the Philistines who would raid their pea patch. Every time, well, that's what it lentils was. It was a pea patch, if you will. And the Philistines, every time there was a harvest, they would come in and raid the camp and take away from that, take away their, their harvest, if you will. And I begin to think about this. Ain't it time for some church going people? Ain't it time for some spirit-filled believers to say instead of running away, say stand up and say I'm going to fight. Amen? Did you hear what I'm going to tell you? It's time to say I'm standing my ground. You ain't coming in here and raiding my patch. Can I tell you I got my mouth bloated and I got a two-edged sword in my hand today. Did you hear what I'm going to tell you? You ain't taking my harvest. You ain't taking my family. You ain't taking my church. You ain't taking my wealth. You ain't taking my health. You ain't taking these things. Let me tell you, Shema had finally said, enough is enough. Did you hear me? He finally says, I had enough. The question is, I have for the church today, do you want to take a stand? If you don't, who will? Ain't it time to say that I'm going to take a stand? I've had enough. Anybody in here had enough of the devil raiding their pea patch? Amen. Anybody had enough of the devil stealing their harvest? What are you talking about? Anybody in here had enough of letting the devil take your blessings? Did you hear what I'm about to tell you? Some of you let the devil take your blessings. Some of you are running when God wants you to stand and fight. Amen. 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 God wants us to stand and fight. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Did you hear me? God ain't wanting you to run. You run. The enemy's going to take your blessings. Did you hear it? You run. 
The enemy's going to take your blessings. Amen? He's going to take your harvest, if you will. Why? You leave it open for him to go in and just raid it. You people hear his roar. And they'll run. Prayed what he was going to do. Amen? He's like a, I like it. He's got a big bark. But his bark's bigger than his bite sometimes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever seen a chihuahua? Boy, they got a big bark, don't they? But if they bite, they really don't hurt. I told one one time, you get close to my leg, you get a hold of it. I'm going to practice being a professional football kicker. <laughs> would you? Yeah, I would. If that thing starts nibbling my leg, I'm going to act like that thing's just a football. <laughs> Did you hear what I'm telling you? They got a big bark. You'll think it's a big old pit bull. What's them big dogs? St. Bernard in there that's coming after you. Amen? But ain't it something every time we hear the roar of the devil, we leave our pea patch open, if you will. Instead of standing there and standing our ground, we allow the enemy to come in and take what he wants. Amen? Some of you have opened the door. Hello? Hello? You hear what I'm about to tell you? You hear this. People need to hear this right here. You open the door and you begin to reside with something that ain't of God. You bring him in. How many know what a thief's going to do? If you bring a thief in your house when you ain't looking, the thief's going to rob you. Anybody know that? How many know there's a difference between a thief and a robber? A robber's going to make some noise. A robber's going to overthrow some things. Did you hear what I'm about to tell you? A robber's going to let you, it's going to, plow over some things but a thief is sly did you know that a thief is cunning there's some the old saying the hands are quicker than the eyes anybody ever heard of that well in this case yeah because let me tell you when you got your valuables your blessings laying out there and you allow the thief to come in and you ain't guarded and you ain't watching He's going to get what he wants, and he's going to be gone. Amen. I tell people, you better watch who comes in your life. You may get what you want, but you'll lose everything you had with God. Did you hear that? I'm telling you this morning. There's people that are more concerned letting the devil ruin them. They're open the door for the devil. They're just coming in and showing him all the treasures that they got. They're showing him everything they got. Little did they know, oh, he may give them a smile right now. Amen. He may give them, he may just give them some flattering words and appeal to their flesh. But when it is said and done, when it is said and done, you hear me, when it is said and done, He's going to take what he wants and leave you empty-handed. Amen? That's the reason we don't leave no cracks open for the enemy to come in. Hello? That's the reason we don't leave the door open. 
We keep the door locked. I'm talking in the spiritual. We don't allow anything. We've got to be careful of cracks in our life. Did you hear me? We've got to be careful when we leave the door open. We shouldn't leave the door open where the enemy can come in. I'm telling you, we flee. Many people will flee at the very roar of him instead of the hearing the roar of the lion from the tribe of Judah, they're hearing the roar of the devil. My Lord, I'm preaching better than you shout. But I'm, what are you getting at, preacher? I'm telling you, it is time that we take a stand and say no more. It's time to take a stand and say you can't have my blessings, devil. You need to take a stand and say, you can't have my salvation. I'm not going to forfeit it. By the way, let me tell you, when people, for, when people lose out with God on their salvation, it ain't God losing, doing, lose, forgetting his part. It's man that walks away from him. It's man that turns their back and walks out on him. Did you hear me? When I'm telling you if we don't take a stand, who will? We don't take a stand. Do we have any shamas in here that says, I'll take a stand? I'm going to stand my ground. What are you saying? I'm telling you right now that we ought to put on the armor of light. You say, what is the armor of light? Well, I believe the answer is found in Romans 13 and 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Did you hear me? He said, put on, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is the light? Jesus Christ. Ain't he? And he, Paul goes on down there. In Romans 13, he says, put you on the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, and make not provision. We are not the light, but we are to put on the clothing, the armor, or, if you will, of the light. That means we are a reflection of Christ. Did you hear me? But the, they, as light bearers, if we're going to put him on, that means we're a bearer of the light. You remember I just told you about the moon. The moon's just an old ugly crater. It would not shine if the S-U-N was not reflecting upon it. The moon has to have the reflection of the S-U-N to shine. Do you get it? What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you that if we're going to put on the armor of light, we've got to put on Jesus Christ. If we're going to reflect Christ, we've got to be in Christ. How many know we can't shine on our own? Did you hear me? We cannot shine without being reflected upon by the S-O-N. You tell me. I see too many people. I wonder where they really stand with God. Amen. 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 I see too much half-heartedness. I see too much lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God that has taken place. You hear what I'm about to tell you. They'll be in Walmart, but they won't be in the house of God. Amen. Amen. You hear me. I remember one time, 
I was just getting started in preaching. We had a youth up there at the church I was working at. She hadn't been to church. I went by the store. I, I, where they worked at? I said, why ain't you been to church? I just ain't been coming. I said, well, if you ain't there Sunday, you're going to grow warts on your face. Can I tell you what happened? Can I tell you what happened? She didn't show up. Can I tell you what happened? Next day, down there in Asheville, North Carolina, come by. I hope you're happy. I didn't show up for church and my face broke out with something like warts. Hello? Amen? I'm not playing around when it comes to the things of God. Amen? I don't care what God's got to do to get your attention. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you, it's time to quit walking in darkness. And it's time to start walking in the light. And if we're going to walk in the light, we're going to have to put on Christ. Because there ain't no light about you. You are just like that moon. Without the Jesus reflecting upon you, every one of us is just an ugly old crater. There ain't a bit of light to us. Did you hear me? You're not a light. Did you hear me? I, could, I should have brought me a, for a whole yellow outfit. No matter how yellow, I can dress. I like, I'm going to get me one, I think. That may be good to wear on the roof. No matter how bright clothing I have on, let me tell you, no matter how bright you think you are, you ain't, you ain't nothing. If Christ ain't reflected on you, you're just like that moon that cannot shine forth light unless it has light shining upon us. It's nothing but dark, ugly old crater. Amen? What do you think Paul was saying? When he talked to put on the armor of light, then he goes on to say, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Put him on. And make not provisions to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Can I have a little while this morning? I ain't even got to my main points yet. I ain't even started talking about the mouth and the sword yet. But listen, too often we want to put on flesh. Yeah, I know we're in the flesh, but the Bible says the flesh must be crucified. Amen? Anybody know that? The Bible says we got to pick up our cross daily and follow him. Amen? Amen? We've got to put him on. I'm telling you. I see it falling away going on. I see the things that churches aren't accepting. And I think, where's the light? There ain't no light in some of these churches no more. Did you hear me? They ain't got the Lord Jesus Christ on. They're not standing in the armor of light, but they're walking in darkness. They got the armor of darkness on. Listen what I'm telling you. Not only are we to do that, but let me tell you that here in Psalms 146, in ver 149 in verse 6, he says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. If we're going to take a stand, let me tell you what we're going to have to do. We go, if we're going to stand against the wiles, the sheens of the devil, if we're going to raid the devil's camp, if we're going to make the devil mad, if we're going to give him a black eye, can I tell you what to do? Your mouth's got to be loaded. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know your mouth's got to be loaded? Did you hear what I'm telling you? I said you got to have a loaded mouth. I'm not talking about with filth and gossip and 
garbage. I, I'm not talking about with baloney. I'm not talking about with the things of this world. I'm telling you my mouth, your mouth uh, has got to be loaded with praise to God. Did you hear what I'm about to tell you? Uh, did you hear what I'm telling you right there? He said, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Uh, when I hear people don't want to talk about Jesus in front of others uh, and they are ashamed to mention his name by the way, I'll go ahead and tell you you're not in Christ uh, because the Bible says if you're ashamed before him and won't confess his, his name before men, he will not confess you before the heavenly father in heaven. Did you hear what I'm going to tell you? If you're ashamed to praise God in public, something's wrong with you. Did you hear me? You got something wrong with you. And Lord help us if we're ashamed to praise God in church. Did you hear me? Because of what somebody else think of us. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. When Jesus touched you, I'm telling you I'm not ashamed to proclaim Jesus Christ. Amen. The high praises of God has to be in our mouth. Did you hear me? I said the high praises of God has to be in our mouth. Sometimes during the day, I just got to start thinking about the goodness of God. I got to start thinking about how good God has been to me. I can't help but to praise him. Some people say, why do you run? Why do you run? Why do you dance a little bit and why do you jump? And I reply is, if you got a hold of what I got a hold of, you would too. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? I remember I tell them, people say, well, Jesus didn't do that, but everybody he touched did. Did you hear me? Everybody he touched did. Did you hear what I'm about to tell you right now? When people are ashamed to praise his name, their mouth is loaded with everything else but him. You see, well, let me tell you something about praise. It is a powerful spiritual weapon that many don't even realize. Why? Why is it a weapon? Because it honors God. It acknowledges God as our strength and our power. Our praise also strengthens our faith. Did you hear me? Our worship with God. Listen, it honors him. Let me repeat that. It honors God. It acknowledges God. Did you hear me? It acknowledges him as our strength and our power. But our praise will also strengthen our faith. Did you get that? Let me tell you something what praise does. The Bible tells us, let our mouths be filled with the high praises of God. How many know I got a mouth and I'm ready to use it? Somebody needs to say, I got a mouth and I'm ready to use it. Somebody needs to say, I got a mouth and I'm ready to use it. Amen. How many know these mouths are a trumpet? Some of you say, I got a big mouth. I ain't going to deny it. I got a big mouth that's full of something. It's full of praises before God. Can somebody say it's full of praises of God? It is the high praises of God that has filled my mouth. My mouth's got to be filled with the high praises of God. Did you hear me? Let me tell you, it takes you, when you begin to praise God, it's a spiritual weapon. It takes your focus off your opposition and put the focus where it needs to be on the Lord Jesus Christ who will overcome any opposition. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Quit worrying and start praising. Did you hear me? 
I said, quit worrying and start praising. Did you hear me? I don't feel like praising. Well, I don't care if you feel like it or not. You need to praise him anyway. Did you hear me? Did you hear what I'm about to tell you? I'm going to repeat that again because I hear that quite a bit. I don't feel like that. I don't care what you feel like. I ain't concerned what you feel like. God never said we walk by feelings. We walk by faith. There's times I don't feel like preaching. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Brother Harold, there have been times. Everyone. But guess what? I do it anyway. Sometimes I don't feel like doing that, but I do it anyway. Amen. Quit talking about gloom, quit acting the hee-haw attitude. I'm going to tell you something. You hear what I'm about to tell you. You hear this. You want me to tell you why people get depressed? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you something. It's because they think about how bad they got it. It's all about how bad it is. In fact, low self-esteem is a form of pride just as so much as having so much self-esteem. Uh-oh. Because both of them, it's about self. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Depression comes in when you think about how bad you got it and you're thinking about your problems. I'm going to tell you right now, some of you are going to bite me in the foot for this, but I'm going to tell you, if you lift the high praises of God, and you get your focus on God, you won't think about how bad you got it. You'll rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You'll rejoice because you know you got a better place to go. Did you hear me? You'll rejoice because you know something's better waiting on you than this down here. You'll realize it then. But people don't want to fill their mouth with praises. Did you hear me? They want to fill their mouths with complaints. Did you hear me? They want to complain how bad it is. They want to complain about how God, how they had their cards stacked against them. I tell you right now, you think your cards are bad? I guarantee you you'll find somebody around that will be more than glad to change places with you. Did you hear me? Amen. The Bible never told me. It never teaches me to count my complaints. In fact, the Bible says when they complained against Moses and them, he opened a hole and swallowed them up. Amen? Complaining against God. Did you hear what I'm about to tell you? Let me tell you what we ought to do is we ought to count our blessings. Amen? You may have it bad, but I'm telling you, you walk around, you go down the road, you can go up the road, you'll find somebody, he'll say, I'll be more than glad to switch places with you. Did you hear me? What I'm telling you this morning is you need to get the high praises of God in your mouth. Did you hear me? Because it'll get you off your problem and it'll get you focused where your focus needs to be on the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Did you hear me? Joy there. The joy of the Lord is my strength right there. Let me tell you in these spiritual battles that we face, the praise is, the, is that one's mouth. When our praise that comes from our mouth, can I tell you what our praise does? Let me tell you what our praise and worship does. When you begin to worship in the battle, when you worship in the opposition, when you worship when everything's going wrong, it does something. It will rob Satan of one of some of his 
his greatest weapons of fear, discouragement, depression, and pride. Did you get that? Amen. Amen. When you praise him when everything's going on, let me tell you, it robs Satan of what he wants to do. Too often, Satan has been robbing us. Hello, we've allowed Satan to rob us. Don't you think it's time to turn it around? Amen. You want to rob Satan for what he wants to do for you? You want to spoil his plan? If you will, put on the high praises of God and let your mouth be unpraised to the Lord. Let it be filled with the things of God. In fact, Isaiah 61 and 3 says, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You're going to hear me quote it because I know there's some people said under my voice that battle the spirit of heaviness. And the best way to get it through people's mind is repetition. How many other gospels are repeated? Amen. 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 They said, asked one, somebody asked one preacher, why do you preach the same thing over and over? His reply was, if you'd have got it the first time, I wouldn't have to do it over and over. <laughs> Amen. That spirit of heaviness is that fear. It's that depression. It's that discouragement. It's that weight. It seems like a 500-pound weight rock or anchor that's on your shoulder, don't it? Anybody know what I'm talking about? But Isaiah 61 and 3 says, Put on the garment of praise. Let me tell you, you're going through the fiery furnace. The three Hebrew boys... They would not bow. Did you hear me? They would not worship to the image of the golden king. But they kept on worshiping the Lord. Did you hear me? Daniel kept praying despite being told not to. Did you hear me? So I asked you this morning, what is your mouth loaded with? I asked you this morning, what is in your mouth? Did you hear me? Did you hear me? If it's in your heart, it's coming out of your mouth, by the way. Did you hear that? What is your mouth loaded with this morning? Is it loaded full? There's a lot of mouths that have a lot to say, but very little praise to God. Did you hear me? There's a lot of voices, but very little praise to God. Some mouths are full of cursing. Some mouths are full of swearing. Hello? Bitter and sweet can't come from the same fountain. Did you hear me? Oh, I'm silent on that. But bitter and sweet cannot come from the same fountain. I'm telling you. Some mouths are full of gossip. Lies and deceit. God said he'd shut them all up, so don't worry about it. Amen? What's your mouth full of this morning? Did you hear me? People's mouths are full of everything but the garment, but praise. Some mouths are full of doubt. Some mouths are full of unbelief. And some mouths are full of death. Their mouths are loaded with this. Hello? Mouths 
we got our mouths loaded with something. Amen. Amen. We got our mouths full of something. The Bible says our mouths should be full of the high praises of God. Let the high praises of God come from our mouths. Why do you think he put a mouth on us? He didn't put a mouth on us for us to start a whisper. Did you hear me? How many in here has got a voice? Amen. Oh, that's pitiful. I said, how many in here has got a voice? Amen. Amen. I'm going to teach. Why am I 10 years here? I'm going to teach you how to get that voice loud. Amen. 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 God put that on us for something. For our mouths to be full of praises to him. Amen. Amen. Hey, I like my cowboys as good as anything, buddy. Did you hear me? If I can get loud for a touchdown, and when they win it all this year, I'm sure I can get a little louder for Jesus. Amen. Let everything that have breath praise you, the Lord. Did you hear me? Let me tell you something, adults. You hear what I'm about to tell you right now. You hear what I'm about to tell you. We got some kids around here. Can I put y'all's worship to shame? Amen. You can learn a lot from these children. Did you hear me? I love to watch children worship. Did you hear what I'm about to tell you? Amen. I love to watch these kids worship. Because I'm telling you, there's a, that's the purest worship that you can get at. That your breath, your mouth is put on your purpose. It ain't to spread lies. It ain't to spread doubt. It ain't to speak unbelief. God's put a mouth on you for you to sing the high praises of Him. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you, God, I know God gave us a choice. But how many know when Satan fell, he was the leader of the choir. In fact, he drew one-third of the angels with him, and that was probably the choir he led, I would say. And how many know, I, I, I picture this, I can't prove this biblical, but I can picture this, that one day that old serpent said, that old devil told God, that who are you going to praise you now? I took them all with me. Who you got to praise you now? I'm not there. How many know he had, his voice was like beautiful. Pipes of organs, if you will. He knew how to lead a choir. He could sing like no other could sing. Did you hear me? I guarantee you, I could see him talking to God. Who's going to do it now? God said, watch this. I'll take a piece of dirt and I'll form a man. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Then I'll take a rib from him and I'll fo form a woman. I know some are saying I like to have that rib back. <laughs> I'm joking. I had to get that in there. Did you hear me? You know, I'm telling you, that little boy in Sunday school one time, teacher was teaching on that, how God created Eve. And he started grabbing his side. She said, what's wrong? He said, my, rib, my side hurts. I'm thinking I'm having a wife. Did you hear me? <laughs> But God said, I'll take him and form a woman. Let me tell you what he formed us, what he formed mankind for. He didn't form us just to walk around, skip, 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 do the loo, and just walk through here. He formed us to worship. He formed us to praise him. Now, he didn't force us. He said, I'll give them a will that they can praise him. Even the angels had a will. One third of them fell. 
Amen. He said, if they'll worship me because they want to worship me. He put a mouth on us where we could sing praises. And let the high praises of God proceed out of our mouth. Let me tell you, when you don't feel like it, you need to praise him anyway. Did you hear me? Let me tell you, our mouths should be loaded with praise. There's a many fountains that are spewing. But what, what is it? Is it bitter or is it sweet? They can't both come from the same fountain. Did you hear me? You're either drinking. Drinking from the spitting from the fountain of bitterness, or you're in death, or you're drinking from the sweet the fountain of sweetness. Did you hear me? I want the sweetness of God. In fact, Psalms 34 and 1 said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. In Psalms 71 and 8, let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all day. In Hebrews 13 and 15, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to him. Right there proves my point that our mouths are supposed to be loaded with praises to God continually. Amen. Amen. I love it when somebody tells me they're spiritual. It tells me they don't worship nobody. They worship the devil. I got a relationship with Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? Amen. Amen. Let me tell you, if you're really a believer, you're going to have continuous praise on you. It ain't hard to see the fruit of somebody eats. It comes out of them. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Continuous plays, I will bless the Lord at all times. It didn't say just what I feel like it at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, with thy honor all thy day. Hebrews 13 and 15, offer, let us offer up the sacrifice of praise continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let me tell you, you need to tell the devil. I got one more point or two. Let me tell you, you need to tell the devil that I got my mouth loaded. Did you hear me? Some of us don't have a problem with opening our mouth. Sometimes my mouth can get myself in trouble. It's got me back on the roof again. Did you hear me? That's all right. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? But that mouth has got a purpose, and it is to give continuous praises to God. Amen? First of all, second, thirdly, we got a two-edged sword in our head. Not only did the psalmist say, I got the high praises of God in my mouth, he said, I also have a two-edged sword in my hand. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, even to the divining the sunder of soul and joints of marrow, and it is a discerner and the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Did you hear me? The sword cuts. The word of God cuts. Did you hear me? It cuts deep. It ain't the preacher picking on you. I don't sit around and say, I'm going to preach this today just because to, I just want to kick them. Did you hear me? That ain't the way I do it. 
I get, in a, I get on an altar before God, then I open my Bible, then I let him lead me. Did you hear me? Amen? If you get cut, let me tell you, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have <laughs> if you don't want to get cut, get your life in order and you wouldn't get cut. Amen? If you don't want your feet stomped on, don't put your feet out there. Amen? Did you hear me? I'm telling you. But it cuts. The Word of God cuts me sometimes. It goes through me before it gets to you. Amen? It comes through me before it gets to you. God preaches it to me before it comes to you. Amen? But he said, I got a sword in my head. And that sword is not only to operate when he cuts things out of us, but it is meant to battle with. I'm going to tell you right now, If you don't have a, if you ain't in the Word of God, you have no desire for the Word of God, I seriously doubt you got a relationship with God. Can I break that out again? What are you saying, preacher? Somebody that got a relationship with God is going to desire to be there. Amen? You're going to have to work with one hand and have your sword hand on the sword on the other end. Amen? How about in Nehemiah 4 and 17? They that which have built it on the wall, and they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work, and the other hand held a weapon. That weapon was the sword. Amen? What they were saying, they knew the enemy that could come off at any moment, that they had had to be ready to go out and come down off that wall and get ready to go to war at any time. Can I tell you why so many Christians are living in a life of defeat? Because they don't know the Word of God. Their spiritual ignorance, they're sitting on our pews. And let me add it. And I'm not talking to newborns. Did you hear me? I'm talking about a willful, spiritual ignorance of people who don't pick up the Word of God. Amen? That's the reason the devil can come in and plunder, because they don't have their hand on the sword. Amen? They got their hands in everything and everywhere else and where it ought to be. Did you hear me? Nehemiah knew that any moment... The enemy could come. Those workers had one hand to the wall and the other hand to the sword. What are you saying? I got an everyday live. live. Yeah, you go to work every day. You got a life to live. But you, you got that one hand to that. But that other hand ought to be on the sword. Did you hear me? Did you hear what I'm telling you? We got too many that are living defeated because they don't have their hand on the sword their sword's not sharp. They carry a dull sword. They don't know how to use the Word of God. I could test you. If I asked you how many animals did Jonah take on the ark? How many? How many animals did Jonah take on the ark? All right, somebody knew. If I turned, you told you to turn to the book of Hezekiah or Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 18. 
Did you hear me? Turn to Mark 18. <laughs> to the book of Hezekiah. I'm telling you, you can quote with something like that all day long. People will flip. Let me tell you why people don't know. Because they don't know the word of God. I'm telling you, somebody can quote something all day long. It may not be the word of God. You can get a Jehovah's Witness to come by. They can twist you all day if you don't know the word of God. Did you hear me? They come by the parsonage one day. It wasn't long day was gone. Amen. Did you hear me? Let me tell you, it meant to battle with. A sword is a weapon used by soldiers to defend themselves. Not only is it used to defend themselves, a sword is meant to rout the enemy. That means this is how a believer defends himself, and this is how we rout the enemy. I'm about to tell you right now what we have, I'm telling you, it's a sad predicament when the word of God has been replaced with Sigmund Freud. Did you hear me? When the word of God has been replaced with a top 10 bestseller on the New York Times. Did you hear me? I'm serious. We got them now that don't preach out of the book. They preach out of another book. Let me tell you, your answer to life's problems are found in the word of God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Let me tell you right now, Satan is not somebody in flesh and blood. He is a spirit. And we cannot fight this spirit with natural. We've got to fight him with spiritual arms. Did you hear me? Let me tell you, he don't want to mess with somebody that's got a sword in their hand. Did you hear me? Amen? He's going to find you when you ain't got your sword on your side. Then he's going to come in. We fight him. Let me tell you, the strongholds can't be broke by natural men. Means, can I prove this? Can I have just a few more minutes this morning? I know I'm already at 50 minutes. We get the attitude that we can do this and that to help somebody. Somebody bound. You cannot fix somebody that's got a spiritual problem with natural arms. They tried to tame the Gadarean. He was bound by devils. The chains could not hold him. Did you hear me? I'm hurrying. I'm going to shut up here in a minute. But it proves me a point. It could not, what they tried to do to him, they chained him but could not hold him. They done everything, buckled him, whatever. It would not hold him. But it caused they, that was man's way of trying to contain him, to set him free. But it would not work. He was bound by spirits. Legion. What did it take? Anybody know what it took? It took Jesus Christ to set him free and put him in a right mind. Did you hear what I'm about to tell you? We cannot, in order to fight a spiritual battle, you cannot do it in the natural. The only thing you can do them is get them to Jesus. Did you hear what I'm about to tell you right now? We got to, have, we got to give them the word of 
God, we can't fight this spiritual battle. Marcy, you can get ready to come with our natural weapons. Let me tell you, you see Jesus overcome the devil by using the word. One cannot just have the word of God around, but one must have it in their hand. Did you hear me? It must be inside of you. It must be placed on you. Let me tell you, there's power in the word of God. It made Felix tremble. Did you hear me? in Acts 24, 24 and 25. And after certain days when Felix came with his wife, Drusula, which was a Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperaments, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy ways this time, for when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. Understand, he called for Paul. Paul just preached it, and this man literally trembled. But he didn't want nothing to do with it. Now he said, I'll call for you at a more convenient time. By his word, Satan was cast out of heaven. Amen. How many know in Revelation 19 and 15, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that shall smite to nations at the, at the battle of Armageddon. That's where that happens. What's that sharp sword? It's his what? Word. It proceeds from his mouth. Amen. Okay, let me tell you what you need to do. You need to start using the word against the devil. Did you hear me? Everybody's standing. You need to use the word against the spiritual darkness in this world. You got to be able to use that word right there. You need to use that word against those things that are attacking you. Let me tell you, I got a question for you this morning. Is your mouth loaded? Is your mouth loaded? Is your mouth loaded with praise? And is there a sword that is in your hand? That's the first thing I asked you. Two, let me tell you this. It is the church's job. It is the born-again believer, spirit-filled believer to take a stand against the powers of darkness. How? With a praise in her mouth and a sword in her hand. Hey, man, I'm going to come marching with a sword in my hand and I'm going to come marching with praise in my mouth. How many today would say I need to get the praise in my mouth? How many has got their mouth loaded? How many has got a sword in their hand? I'm telling you, God's saying today's the day to tell you when to battle. This is how you fight the fight. I'm telling you this morning, you don't have to live defeated. I'm telling you, darkness is there. But the answer to darkness is to put on the armor of God. Put on the light of Jesus Christ. Put on the light of Jesus Christ. Put on the light of Jesus Christ. This morning, in Jesus' name, let us put on the armor of light. Let us put on the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. In this day, we ask.